0: Globe Thotting with Chelsea Frank. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Globe Welcome back to Globe Thotting. It's another exciting week. Quickly, before we get into today's episode, which will be all about Burning Man, we are announcing the giveaway winner. It's very exciting. If you listened to last episode, we were doing a giveaway for whoever left a five-star review on the podcast, got to enter, and they were going to win a nice piece of luggage. I picked at random. I was very fair. Take my word for it. The winner is Papaya Jaya. Papaya Jaya! If you are listening to this, please DM me on Instagram at Thotting so that you I can get your address and all your information to send you your gift. I will also announce it on the podcast Instagram. Um, so congratulations to Papaya Jaya. I don't know who that is, but I imagine they really love papayas. Now for the main episode... This week is special because we're doing a Burning Man extravaganza. I have two very lovely guests. I have David Toasty. He is a coach. And he is extremely toasty, if you know what I mean. Uh, he is a co-founder of temple brotherhood a sacred space for men to come together in true brotherhood to expand nurture and transform their relationships and creativity it is the least toxic group of men you might ever find um he's a lovely guy it was very exciting to talk to him about burning man he has been to two burning mans so he is more of a newbie Which is great because we have Aryeh Orr, who's a veteran of Burning Man. He's been seven times. He is a multi-hyphenate activist, poet, musician, artist. He's in front of the camera. He's behind the camera. He does it all, truly. And I kind of feel like being a multi-hyphenate is a requirement of a burner um, because, you know, you got to be radically self-reliant. You got to be out there building shit. Feeding people, doing drugs, making love on the dance floor. There's a lot to get done. And he, together with some other people, founded one of the bigger camps at Burning Man, which we'll get into. But he is, he's a big burner, you know. He's also maybe one of the most beautiful men I've ever seen in my life. Like, actually, it was intimidating to talk to him because he's just so pretty. Um, But yes, he is very, very talented. You can find both of these men. REA is on Instagram at Aryeh underscore or, that's A-R-Y-E-H underscore O-R. You can find David on Instagram at David Toasty T-O-S-T-I. Follow them for more of their art, their coaching, their services. They're very cool dudes. They're not toxic, not bro We love to see it. And without further ado, we are going to be talking about Burning Man, all that you need to know and more, on this episode of Globe Thotting with Chelsea Frank. Welcome to the podcast. Let's get right into it. Uh, do you guys just want to talk a little bit about who you are, introduce yourselves, and uh, you know your backgrounds, and then how you started burning?
1: After you, David. You look so spry right now. Oh. Well, I'm David Tosti.
2: I am a uh, life coach, relationship coach, and um, musician, photographer, and uh, I'm serious, but I like to party.
0: Great. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: uh, I'm just a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude.
0: You are like a very beautiful man. Steve Bermucci, who's been on the podcast, introduced us. He said, you might be the most handsome man he's ever seen. And he was not wrong. You are a very beautiful man.
1: <laughs> Is this the first time that you've actually complimented a guest? Because I thought that it was all just, you know, tearing us down. No, at knees
0: no, but if you come to me through Steve, I'm already a little suspicious. So
1: <laughs> that's like where sense. we're at.
0: How did you guys get into Burning? Like how many, t- how many times have you guys been to Burning Man each?
1: this was my seventh
0: oh you're like a long time burner you're like a, yeah you're like this is your whole personality
1: i'm committed to this shit show but it is only one facet of my gem
0: <laughs> okay what about you
1: this
2: is awesome this is this is my second burn which was really fun so this is a good contrast Ari's been a million times and um that was my second and i hadn't been since 2015 so it was like a really nice spread of coming back to the playa and going oh yeah this this
1: awesomeness super thank you
0: okay if no if i've never been so what's like the elevator pitch for burning man
1: (laughs) oh the elevator pitch it is the single most open-hearted and free place on earth Mm -hmm. where radical self-expression is not only encouraged but highly celebrated it's where you'll find your biggest challenges your greatest opportunities for growth and a safe space to tap into the most wild and all too often repressed aspects of yourself and let your freak flag fly to truly find out who you are when there are no rules, no limitations and no expectations societally.
0: Oh. Drop of,
1: the in mic.
0: Try kind to of beat that, David.
1: <laughs> nope
0: yeah that was that was sufficient i would say um so it's like hippieville for people who do a lot of psychedelics
1: (laughs) no actually i mean there's this preconceived notion that burning man is all hippies but there are plenty of like you know evil satanists running around and plenty of doctors and businessmen that don't do psychedelics whatsoever Sure, there are lots of us uh, gobbling every kind of substance and dancing until the sunrise, but like every shade of humanity possible is in attendance. And as much as you can, again, you know, do psychedelics and dance until sunrise, then get a grilled cheese and head to the orgy dome, you could also do yoga workshops and like extremely conscious and curated activities the entire week. There's a little slice of everything. But yeah, there's a lot of fucking hippies.
0: I mean, there's an orgy dome, so you're not... I mean, come on. There's
1: an orgy dome. There's a thunder dome.
0: Did like you go to the American orgy American
1: Gladiators or- style beat the Stop, crap out of each gonna other. not going to
0: gloss over this. Did you go to the orgy dome or not?
1: I did not go to the orgy dome.
0: Did you pass by the orgy dome and just sort of do a, do a little sneak peek? <laughs> uh,
1: I didn't even see the orgy dome this year, but it is sufficiently tented. You can't get a sneak peek. You've got to actually commit and go balls deep <laughs>
0: Oh, my literally,
1: God. literally and metaphorically there is you know i i like to
2: think when people ask me about bernie man i'm like it's like it's absolutely unlike any other city you've been to but also it's like any city you've been to and the fact that you can go to you know whatever you can go to vegas and you can have whatever type of night you want to have right like you you can just go hang out with some friends and eat a dinner and go to sleep, or you can go find the wildest of expressions, right? You, you, so anything and everything is there for you. And um, the beautiful thing that Ari mentioned is just so powerful to me is that the openness that you experience, the the sense of people just being really welcoming constantly. And so you you walk around, it's just like, feels like open hearts everywhere. And that is very different and unlike a lot of cities, right? So. It's pretty, pretty profound. I not love all you, hippies, but, you
1: know. I love that you compared it to Vegas, which is actually probably my least favorite city exactly. on the entire planet. Same, okay, well, then same. Then you
0: and I agree definitely on this because I hate Vegas more than anywhere. It's I,
1: I'm with that. I'm
2: not even using it as like you should like, I just mean like if you if someone is to think of the wildest quote-unquote right. place, they would probably say, oh, yeah. we went to Vegas and got wild. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. So let's just use that as the metaphor, or the, the the parallel there, but I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Vegas other than the awesome friends I have there. But other than that, like, no, thank you. You know,
0: the, the shorts in public situation in Vegas is out of control. I can't, I can't handle it. There's too many men in shorts <laughs> and too many men in flip-flops. And I don't want to see them. <laughs> it's horrifying. Okay, anyway, so let's say I I don't, I want to go to Burning Man. I have no idea how to do it. All I've heard is like, you got to be a part of these camps or like these tent village people. You got to get in with a crowd. It's like, you got to have a little cult to be a part of. I don't know. How, how do I get in? Like, what do I do? I buy a ticket and then what do I do?
1: I mean, just- step one, phone a friend. Ideally, I mean, you've got to go with, with some kind of uh, insider scoop. You don't necessarily have to join a camp. There are plenty of people that I know that have gone completely rogue and done their own thing. But it's a massive challenge because there is no money at Burning Man. The only things that you can buy are ice and coffee. So you have to bring everything with you to be radically self-reliant, which is one of the 10 principles of Burning Man. They're like, The Ten Commandments to our outside Abrahamic religions, there are ten core principles to Burning Man, and radical self-reliance is one of them. So by joining a camp or a group, you give yourself, you know, the support structure of having others, especially veterans who have navigated this before and can kind of hold your hand through the inevitable shit show. But even the most experienced group will face every kind of fucking challenge and something always goes wrong
0: like what without fail like can you give me an example of something that went wrong uh
2: your car blows up four days before you're about to roll you miss the first ride you're gonna get to then you figure out how to buy a car get to your other friend who's leaving for malibu you drive there you have lots of trouble with the rv and on and on and on (laughs) then once you get there there's you know i thought this was gonna happen i thought i was gonna see so and so i thought i was gonna have a tent that wouldn't have sand blow all through it but instead everything I had was absolutely covered in sand and uh, you know playa dust and um yeah it just it's inevitable that you you uh go there and any sense of control that you were holding on to you're challenged with and you can choose to let go of that or just be another frustrated human or you can just say, all right, well, shit happens. Let's enjoy what we got, you know, and then you rely on yourself and then you also get to lean into tribe and people that will support you get through the stuff because you got to drink a lot of water and you got to do all the things to just survive, you know, just the, the physical environment there is so challenging, it brings up a lot for a lot of people, you know. So, so if you really- don't
0: know anyone who's been, let's say I'm from the middle of nowhere, I don't know anyone who's been, but I want to go, how can I find a tribe. Um,
2: I'll, I'll tell you, it's the most open-hearted place I've ever been. So you are like, Hey, I need some water right now. And you just literally the first person you see, you go, Hey, I need some water. Do you guys have any water? Hey, I need this. Hey, I'm looking to find this. And people just go, sure. Whatever you need. Them. The, the phrase that, you know, is often said is the playa provides. Right. And so the whole, the whole thing, it's so magical about it is that you put out any intention of something that you need. Like you're really looking to have a certain you know, experience or you, you really need just like, I need some coffee right now or whatever it may be. You just, you just like, it's there and people just have such an open giving because the economy is very different, right? There's no economy of even trade people. When I got home, a couple of people said, Oh, so you like, you like trade stuff, right? I'm like, no, 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 you don't trade. You give. And the reciprocation, the reminder of giving and receiving was constantly happening. And so you, so my, my first time when I went there, someone would walk up to me and be like, Hey, you want you want like an awesome breakfast burrito? And I'm like, oh, thank you. And I take the burrito and I take a bite, my mind's blown, and it's amazing. And then I'm like immediately like reaching for my pockets, like, what do I have to give back? And they're like, no, 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 it's cool. I don't, I'm not, I don't need anything. And all of a sudden you, you, you have a an awareness a deepening of the sense of receiving. And then you step, you allow yourself to receive, which is really hard for us, right? We're we're used to like, we feel better, our ego feels better for give. Right. Often. But when you receive and you you actually can get anything you want, Chelsea, anything you want, you want to get there, you could probably find. And it's simply by asking. So it's a beautiful opportunity to like lean into just seeing what's possible. Like, I don't know, I need some sunscreen. I wonder if somebody has some and the first person you ask, they'll be like, yeah, I was riding around one night for like two hours by myself and I I forgot to bring snacks. And if you fucking forget to bring snacks, you're bummed at some point. <laughs> and so I'm like two hours in, I'm so hungry. And I just see this group of people. It's like 2 AM and I just rolled up and they're like, I was like, Hey, am I going the right way? I'm trying to get to this place. And they're like, yeah. And, I, and then I said, and also, do you guys have any snacks? I'm so hungry. I'm just like starving. And they're like, yeah. And all, at six people just, instantly lit up like yeah i got i got this kind of bar i got this thing you need some nuts you got i got water do you need some i it's like the flood of uh of giving happens and you're just like oh wow thank you i more way more than i ever thought you know so yeah it's a little utopia (laughs) in a way
0: interesting interesting Mm -hmm. so you you're part of a camp what part of camp like were you guys part of a camp or did you do your own thing sounds Mm -hmm. like you are veterans so you know that to be a part of a camp what was doesn't everybody have like a we're the tea camp or like we're the massage camp or we're like do you have like a thing right or no
1: so i am a part of a camp i founded a camp with some friends years back and we've we've fluctuated our numbers but we've established ourselves on the playa and like we're in good with burning man org so we get good placement every year but um you know, our thing is we offer several different workshops through the week. And we also just create great physical space, but not every camp actually makes an offering. And there's not always a correlation. Like, you know, there's the tea camp, there's the miso soup camp, there's the fucking orgy dome camp. Um, There are a lot of camps that are just, you know, an arbitrary name for a group of humans that go out there and do their thing. And again, with the economy and ethos kind of based on giving your status as a camp is elevated by what you bring to and contribute to the culture. So, you know, the whole thing is set up in this interesting map. That's a clock. So there are actually streets and addresses, and there is a post office. You can go send something from one camp to the other without having to deliver it yourself. The postal service will do it for you. So there are concentric rings going outward that are alphabetical from Esplanade, which is the inner ring. And then A, B, C, D, E, F, etc., cetera, going all the way out to, I believe J is the furthest ring. And then numbers on a clock make up the, the spokes, the radials. So from two o'clock to 10 o'clock. So my camp was located this year at 530 and C, which is pretty central in terms of the span and very close to Esplanade, which is like the inner ring where all the big action happens. And your placement is often determined by how you show up. So you get choice real estate based on how many years you've gone and how, 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 contributory you've been. Is that even a fucking word? Contributory?
0: Well, doesn't that, but doesn't that mean like, isn't <laughs> that kind of, isn't that kind of status? Isn't that the same thing as like how much you're able, like what the resources you have in the outside world? I mean, it seems like that's a its own kind of wealth right? Like I've been able to go this X many years and spend thousands of dollars on this. And like, I've been able to, you know, bring these experiences, which, it, and I'm not trying to sound like an asshole. I just really mean like, isn't that kind of the same thing? It's like, it costs a lot of money to go. It's a lot, you have to use a lot of resources to go. And so if people are being kind of praised or lifted up or getting better real estate or better access to things based on how much they've been able to go and can give and all that, I mean, isn't that kind of the same thing as like, in the outside world too, the status and elitism and all of that or no am i wrong
1: there's a yes and no to that because there are some very big very bougie camps that opt to be a little further back because the closer you are to the central ring the louder it gets because the whole inner ring is giant sound camps that have sound stages and you know artists djs acts that will keep you up all fucking night so you know there are camps that have the plug and play model where you just buy into the camp and your breakfast, lunch, and dinner are prepared for you, and there are showers and this and that. And like you're paying 15 grand per head to be a part of this camp. And some of those are intentionally tucked further away uh, because they want one a bigger footprint, more physical real estate, and also to be slightly removed from the shit show. Um, You can actually make requests as you fill out your annual not application but um your camp questionnaire for the actual organization and while we our camp likes to be just a little bit closer uh, there are plenty of really big bougie camps that spend exponentially more than we do that tuck themselves all over so i
0: would totally go and be in the paris hilton camp I'd be like, I don't want a stinky butthole for a week. I'm going wherever there's shower. I mean, honestly speaking, up, <laughs> how are you guys like taking care of yourself physically? Like, how are you, you know, showering or like, does everybody smell like medieval balls? Like, what? How do you <laughs> all take care of your bodies and like, sleep? What are you, you sleeping th- on? Like, is everybody just choking on dust all day? Like, this you, sounds very Ch- unpleasant.
2: Chelsea, when you say medieval balls, do you know what medieval balls smell like?
0: I have smelled certain (laughs) balls in my life, unfortunately, that can be described as medieval balls. So Mm. I, I would say so. And, um, (laughs) you know, I don't think you have to have lived through medieval times to really understand that kind of, that kind of stench. So just, but just quickly, like, like, how are you, like you set up camp, right? And some people, I understand there's, there's different real estate, but like, is are most people in tents and sleeping bags? What what are you sleeping in? Like what's how are you protected from the elements?
1: There's every possible variable and like degree on the scale present. So I saw some people out there that were in like the tiniest two person backpacking tents that must have been, you know, sleeping on a grass mat and struggling for life. And there's also, you know, giant 45 foot half million dollar motorhomes out there um that's smart. i was in a hexiert, which is uh a temporary structure that's designed from industrial insulation that you basically cut apart fold together and it's kind of amazing yeah i, I had a full-time air conditioner running i had a big beautiful air mattress
0: oh you uh, brought out a Persian
1: rug and a this and that like i decorated well
2: all right, all right, spot was
1: a vibe.
0: Wait, for how sure. did you do it yourself?
1: Everything there is DIY to some extent.
0: So you just like built an entire structure for yourself. Yeah, you are you so fancy, girl.
1: You don't even know. You need to come see me on the fly. I'll show you some thank thanks.
0: Okay, well, honestly, I might go <laughs> after this. I wanted to come in making fun of you guys and being like, what is this? But you're really selling it for me really well. Like, I'm actually. <laughs> Low key, I want to go. I mean, I've people have always told me that I would love Burning Man, and I'm just like, I don't like, I don't want to sleep on the ground. I don't want to be like choking on dust. I don't want to be like hot. I'm Jewish and I'm bitchy. I don't want to be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have your muscles, Arya. I cannot like build a structure. I'm weak and uncomfortable. So what am I supposed to do, okay? I don't want to be radically self-reliant. I want to rely on everybody else.
1: Well, you can just use your dollars and have whatever fucking experience you want. And And
0: people are like, that's not the real experience. You're not a real playa girl. By the way, if if, if people don't know what a playa is, that's what they call the compound, right? Like the city they built, they call it the playa.
1: They call like the... So Burning Man is on a dried out lake bed in Northern Nevada. And the dust, you know, it's not dirty, it's dusty because everything is this fine alkaline dust, which was a result of the dried lake. Um, and so obviously the Spanish playa applies.
0: Got it, um, okay. I know I lost my train. What I was complaining about something, which is, you know. (laughs) Uh,
1: We were talking about medieval balls. And to circle back to your inquiry about how we keep our balls slightly less medieval, uh, the number one solution is wipes, wipes, baby.
0: Which are bad for the planet, by the way.
1: Yeah, but they're great for your balls.
0: Okay, fine, fair enough. And then you have to keep everything like in a bag and take it with you because you're supposed to leave no trace. I've heard this so many times. Leave no trace. You come, you build all this shit. You have all this stuff with you. And then you take a bag of your medieval ball wipes back (laughs) home with you and you clog up our sewage system with your stinky ass desert balls, right?
1: Well, you don't flush them once they've been in that bag. You would actually have to take your Medieval ball wipes out of said bag and flush them for them to make it into the sewer. In this case, they're going to a landfill somewhere. But the idea of leave no trace is actually another one of the most beautiful parts of the Burning Man ethos. Because if you go to any other fucking festival, right? At the end of the festival, if you're leaving Coachella late, you're literally skipping through a trash field. No one gives a fuck about their impact, their footprint. It's just beer cans and bottles and shit left absolutely everywhere. And, you know, part of taking responsibility for yourself, radical self-reliance and responsibility, the idea of leaving no trace, like everyone at Burning Man picks up everything. If you see a piece of trash blowing around in the wind, like anyone and everyone will stop and pick it up. Probably even if it's a medieval ball wipe, because everyone's enrolled in the idea that we are communally responsible for leaving this place exactly how we found it which is devoid of human evidence
0: that's wild it yeah. is so if i want to go can i go with you guys will you take me under your wing
2: only if you use uh medieval ball wipes I don't I have can't ball. Stand...
0: but <laughs> stinky puss wipes would apply
1: mm. just as real i like often. to
0: get really deep on this podcast if you can't go mm. i really love to yes. just the hard-hitting soulful questions that i'm sure you guys are very used to it's all
1: about medieval balls deep let's go
0: medieval balls deep that's going to be the name of my camp there you go so um, Chelsea, if
1: you went on if you
2: went to the playa what do you imagine you would be doing i'm so a lot of my,
0: oh, here's the thing the reason people are always like you would definitely love it is i love to do mushrooms i love nature i like mm-hmm. music i like i like people despite how saucy I am right now, I'm generally a lot nicer. I promise when I take my meds, um, I, I do like a lot of the things about burning man and I travel a lot and I like new experiences and, but I just, the, I, the I'm intimidated by the idea that I have, I can't es- escape it. Like, like, I don't, I don't like the idea that, if I'm uncomfortable or freaked out, or if, if it's, if the dust is crazy, or if it's so hot and uncomfortable, just I have, I cannot escape. Like I'm, I'm stuck in it. That is what, that's what's what's put me off in past years. Like the idea that like, there's just nowhere to go to be, Mm. to feel better. If I don't like, if I'm, if I'm, if something's going on and I, I'm probably not true, but that's why I've resist it like i'm sure as you're saying everyone's very nice if i had a problem somebody would take care of me whatever but that's what's freaked me out is like i just am like what if i just freak out and i have nowhere to go you know
1: i mean there are whole camps dedicated to just that there's the, the mental zendo mental project camp. which is yeah i was just like, say. Yeah. psychedelic resources uh you know if you're having a bad trip there are whole camps that are dedicated to like come in we've got a whole team of people that are trained to just like let you down relax you talk you through whatever you're going through there are camps that build giant structures that are just pumping ac all day for the general public that it's like come in we'll give you an ice water here's a beautiful lounge of pillows and this and that Mm -hmm. and you can stay here as long as you want and just hang out through the entire hot day and when you're ready trot on your merry way yeah shouts to the lavender ice uh tent
2: camp that was amazing dude just like a cold wet towel with lavender all over it with misters in their camp Ugh,
0: so they just like bring freezer like little freezers like how they just bringing everything they, they need in order to facilitate these experiences that's so cool that's yeah. really so cool i mean yeah. i do want to go but i only want to go with you guys i don't trust any of my dumbass friends to take to to go with i only trust you guys because you guys seem like you really know what you're talking about so i mean we've
1: got I have some to, big how do i idea. prove
0: myself <laughs> like what would i like if you were talking to somebody who was like, I would love to join your camp, like, what are the things you would want to make sure of? Like, how would you sort of interview them, for lack of a better word? Like, hmm. how would you decide if they had the right vibes in order to, like, kick it with you guys on the playa for a week?
2: I mean, well, I think, I mean, first of all, you. I think you you hopefully invite people that are kind of generally on the same page as you are but and you would you would want to know that up front but i think you know for me like like our camp for example this year was so it's just like a, an amazing amazing group of people but and there was a lot of information one of the one of the beautiful things about this is the pre and post conversations that are happening and so you're you're you know i'm in a group text with like 30 people and we're all sharing information hey if you're coming you know on our way out there it was like here's this tip for this thing here's this tip for that it's just really inclusive right and i think within that you get to know the the personalities even before you get there a bit and you kind of see how people are going to show up and then you know once you're there i think the you know the beauty of the challenge of that that you want to maybe escape from is that once you're there you're like you're you're compressed in a way there's all these beautiful things like AC and, and, you know, lavender towels that'll soothe you in a moment, but, but it really brings up a lot of stuff for people and everybody's kind of all in on each other. And so no matter how you show up, even if you thought like, I got this on lock, I'm going to be good. I'm gonna have a good time. You might get there and have a meltdown the second day in just because you, the heat or whatever. But the beauty of it is that again, that you'll have like a bunch of people that are there to support you. And so, um, you just, you just kind of like, you just ebb and flow with the day. You know, there's some some people that are like, I'm having, a, you know, my Wednesday this year was like pretty rough. I was like worked. I was just so I didn't move all day. I was just like a zombie, and I had a lot of people that were like checking in and caring for. It. And so I think you when you experience that, you don't even worry about who's coming so much or like what they're gonna be like. You just kind of know like, hey, this person's new. They might have a meltdown. There was a girl that came in at her first night there, we were about to head out. And she was like, can I go with you? And I'm like, of course. And I just shared while we're riding around, I'm like sharing everything I possibly knew about the space. Like, have you been here? Do you know what this is? Do you know where the man is? Do you know where, how to get around all that? um, She was like, Oh my God, thank you so much. This feels so good. You know? And so she could have had a crap experience or she could have a really good experience. I think the, the beauty of it is that people really like to share and connect through the, the, just giving each other like the lay of the land and how to get around and how to navigate the best and that brings brings everybody together really well it's beautiful
0: this is like boot camp for only children for but sure. like but for example like so if somebody truly was to come to you and say like i would like to join your camp like what are sort of your requirements rea like what would you kind of look for in that
1: so our camp is is actually pretty strict with who we let in um <gasps> Ooh, yeah. You're so hard to get. We are hard to get. because You're we're not the your awesome. Say that much. <laughs> we don't want no scrubs. <laughs> mm-hmm, so to speak. Oh. Um, so we've got our founding members, of which I am one, and then we've got our core team, which are the people that have burned with us for many years and have really shown up and contribute. And then there's kind of like everyone else that has been allowed in and that are not quite in the core yet. Um, all of our founding members are allowed to have a plus one with no questions asked. We can bring anyone we want into the camp, but that's because we already know the culture that we're creating. And if we're adding a person on the strength of our like direct personal recommendations, like we all agree, like, of course, anyone that you say is worthy of our camp is worthy of our camp. And then trickling outward Uh, There's an application process and a vetting process. So we ask everyone to submit a short bio, let us know about their past burn experience, what they want to create for this burn, what they do in the default world, which is what we call the default world, Um, normal, quote unquote, normal life. Um, And then we review as a team and the core group gets to say yes or no. And it's not quite like a, you know, majority wins numerical democracy, so to speak. But we do take the time to check out and vet everyone and make sure that they're a good fit energetically and culturally for what we're creating.
0: And what do you say, what would you say you are trying to create energetically?
1: We focused on a really family vibe. Like the way our camp started was... 2014, two big groups came together and our camp was 120 people. Uh, Group A, of which I was a part, met with group B and we decided that we were going to combine our forces and make something big and amazing. And it was a fucking shit show. And it became really clear within our few days of early access building who was showing up and giving everything and breaking their back and sweating their medieval balls off to, you know, build the infrastructure for everyone else to enjoy. And then there was the other group that, not necessarily group A or B, but the other category of people who were just like, show up and like, I'm here, let me play in the playground and then leave without really like putting in any effort. And the contrast of energies was so stark that those of us who really went in and put forth the effort kind of banded together. And were like, all right, well, we've had this experience now fuck everyone who's just a taker like either you're really down to create the experience or you can kick rocks Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that kind of became the basis for how we chose to proceed and why we keep our numbers smaller and make sure it's a family vibe because I want to know everyone in my camp even if I don't know them intimately even if they're new to us year by year like we all come together every night for dinner and cook a big family dinner and I want to want to hang out with everyone I don't ever want to be in my camp whether it's at dinner or having a drink or doing a workshop and have that one energy that's like oh god I can't fucking stand this person
0: that sounds actually really nice (laughs) to like everybody around you all the time
1: (laughs) even if I don't know you I like you because Mm -hmm. you've already jumped through the hoops and the process so I know you're a good person that is absolutely a fit to be in our microculture
0: Okay. So what's with the, the names that people take on? Like I had a friend who went and she was like, Oh, I found, I fell in love with this guy and his playa name was rabbi. And then he ghosted me when we got back. And I was like, okay, well that sentence was, there was a lot to unpack there. And I don't know if I have the bandwidth for that, but like, why do you guys take on new names? If it's like why can't you be fully yourself? Or is it just for fun? Or like, is it not that serious? Like, what is the name that you give yourself? What is the significance of that?
1: I think there's every shade of answer to that. One, you know, a lot of the names that are chosen for us by our parents in the society are kind of just like normal blase. And in indigenous cultures and in some cultures, you know, a name holds a lot of meaning. Okay. And there's even a renaming. You know, when you come of age, you have a a, uh, a coming of age ceremony and you earn your name. Your name is revealed as a result of your works in this life. And that's devoid from us now. So people walk around uh, as a Steve or a Greg and like it doesn't necessarily speak to them. So at Burning Man, as you discover who you really are underneath all the masks you've worn in society, you might find that, you know, your name that you identify with is something radically different than what people call you. So you get to embody that. And not everyone even chooses their own Playa name. Sometimes shit gets gifted to you. Like you do something ridiculously silly or ridiculously dumb and your group just starts calling you whatever the fuck for it the rest of the week. And like, there's your Playa name.
0: Interesting. What's your um, lion name, David? David. <laughs> okay. What's your lion <laughs> name? Aria. Lionheart. Lionheart.
1: My I many. mean,
0: if people don't know Aria means lion in Hebrew. So but Arya, or so that's is that your like give like did you choose that name or is that a name that it was given to you by your parents?
1: That is the name that was given to me by my parents. They understood the assignment. And it is completely fitting for me. But my parents are also like radically outside of the normative box hippies. And even though it is in some ways a traditional Jewish name, my parents waited until they met me and had the full Lion King moment, like held me up, looked into my eyes and then decided on my name. And they had a pseudonym, like a placeholder pseudonym that they used for me when I was in utero. And it wasn't until they actually held me that they chose my name.
0: You make so much sense. You make so much sense. That's so (laughs) cute. I feel like a lot of what you're saying is going to make me cry, honestly. This is like so... A lot of it's just so touching. Okay, so you have... So Lionheart is your... Playa name and just david is yours which i love i, I
2: haven't i haven't been like, given one nor have i found one yet
0: that's the spectrum i feel like a burning man it's like yeah, it's like exactly. my lion heart represents my true core nature and i'm like the other guys i'm david <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. exactly
0: i'm dave
2: hey, um another can dave
0: you, can you talk about like playa romances like Ooh. are people just Ooh. like falling in love left and right are people like excuse me i'm hot and sweaty and dusty let's bump uglies and excuse me let,
2: let me grab my wipes real quick i'll be right back
0: are people just fucking everywhere like are there rules about that is there like nudity stuff like can you fuck anywhere you want are there like children out there like being rules
1: 20?
0: like there are so deal? many
1: questions that you just asked in well, one giant ball
0: really, they're all basically like how can I fuck at Burning Man? That's my question.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can literally just walk up to someone and say, like, you want to fuck?
0: Okay. And it, wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily
1: be as weird and as creepy as it would if you were in a bar here. Like, you might get a drink thrown in your face if you were out in West Hollywood. Well, actually, no, well, West Hollywood its own fucking thing. Um, <laughs> but Playa Romances, everyone out there is just so open and free that there's a lot of people just meeting on the dance floor and going like oh my god your energy's amazing
0: i want to go back energy. to camp
1: and just like explore this energy more and you know then you bust out your wipes and take your balls to from medieval to like at least mid-century modern and <laughs> do what you got to do
0: oh my god
1: um there like, are
0: sex though like can you go back to your little tent and stuff and like are people like dude i'm trying to sleep like what's the de- Are there? Is there like a rule book here
1: no there are lots of people Rules. that are naked everywhere in general like you will see grown-ass men women of like every body type just walking around naked as fuck
0: So, so people are just like, "Yo, Lionheart and Pocahontas are just like bumping uglies on the dance floor," and it's like that's just a normal phrase going on at Burning Man.
1: Technically, you're not supposed to have sex in public places. Technically, technically,
0: okay, but you're like, Uh, no one cares.
1: (laughs) No one cares. Like, if you, there is law enforcement out there, um, and they can technically cite you or arrest you for lewd acts in public. Now walking around naked is not considered a lewd act or like you know a little light petting not so much, but like if you are fucking in the middle of a dance floor or like on top of a major art installation, they could technically uh make an evening of trouble for you.
0: Wait, there's a so lot one- have seen people
1: fuck on dance floors and on top of
0: art installations sick. There's law enforcement that's like plia law enforcement or there's like outside world law enforcement there? There's both. Oh shit. Okay.
1: So there are uh, federal agents because it's federal land that we are playing on, partying on, living on. Um, there are local sheriffs from the county and uh, state police from Nevada. And then there are the Black Rock City Rangers, which are actually Burners, who are like the community policing. They're there to make everything go smoothly and hopefully avert the crisis before actual law enforcement gets involved.
0: Okay. Um. Do you have like, what's your, both of you, I wanna hear from both of you. What is your favorite memory that you were just like, this is something I will never forget from Burners?
1: <laughs> oh gosh. You, you mean uh, sober enough to remember the favorite
0: memory? Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> there no. are so many. Like everywhere you turn at Burning Man, there's some new magical fucking thing. It's... And you never know what to expect. Like something arbitrary that I thought of when you asked the question from a couple years back. Uh, coming home from a sunrise dance party... Which obviously you're not waking up at sunrise, or some people do. I've just partied through the night and like the sun had come up. We were heading back to our camp. And on the way back to camp, out in the middle of the open playa, there's a dude in a full NASA astronaut suit playing a classical harp. Like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, Reno, right is your. You're tired and your high is coming down a little bit, but the magic of the the dawn is in full force and there's an astronaut playing a fucking harp. <laughs> <laughs> Come on.
0: All right. Exactly. Okay. That's good. I'll take that. That's a good one. What about you, David?
2: Oh. Yeah, the, the integration process when you come back is just like a like a solid week for me of of like, oh yeah, and then there was this one thing and then, oh my God, that's right. And then right after that was with this person. And then I ran into this dude, I hadn't seen him five years. And then and then there was a something, you know, a, a flamethrower. And then there was some girl dancing with like hoops and it was amazing. It's just like, it's unreal to even sometimes gather. So I'm trying to pick one here that's like, um, i had i mean my first burn um i was with my my partner at the time and we had some some incredibly magical moments for sure together that kind of stick out um and and then i'll I'll say you know one one for me this time that that was present for me this time is like the temple at at burning man the temple space that's there is is like the most magical powerful spot um it's it's where I feel most at home personally. I mean, I love all the dancing and all the, all the party all night. It's all fun. But the um, like, I went out to the temple at like seven one morning, just like rode out and I just stayed there for a while. And you just have, like, I just had this magical time of witnessing other people and all their grief and all the stuff that goes on. That's like heavy for them. Um, And there's like, Ari it came to me when Ari mentioned the the space guy playing the harp it's like there's you know someone playing a flute and like there was a guy playing a French horn sitting like with his partner and she was like just just tears streaming down her face and I have no idea what they were experiencing but they're just like he's just playing these beautiful sort of melancholy um, melodies with a French horn and she's like sitting there tears streaming and they're looking at some photos that they've pinned up on the wall of somebody that was important to them maybe somebody they lost or or something um and you know that so that's kind of like a like a, a moment that sums up for me like a lot of the experience which is like people singing wailing crying laughing enjoy dancing all in the same place like all of the expressions of us humans happening in one place that just like your heart just sort of bursts open with with both the joy and the grief. Right. And kind of experiencing that. And it's not, you know, we tend to like, you know, I think we live in a world that's like afraid of feeling a lot, you know, and like emotions are bad, you know, like, yeah, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm crying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got upset. Or I don't want to be too much or whatever. And When you go there and you experience like people just unabashedly open with their emotions, it's, it's fucking powerful. And so I had a lot of other fun ones, but that one just like stuck out to me as like magical moment. I also, sat in the playa watching the, the temple one night just like from really far away just melting on itself and then rebuilding itself and melting on itself and rebuilding itself and melting on itself and rebuilding itself and, itself and, rebuilding itself. and i was like how poetic is this just by myself about 3 a.m sitting there just watching this temple just kind of just like continue to to rebuild and and it was like how metaphorical is that you know so oh
0: my god that's so cool you guys are so cool, You're cool. um how do you think that uh, your experiences on the playa um, translate to your experience back in the, quote, normal world?
1: Mm. Good I wish. mean, that's another one of the core principles, like bring your burn back home with you. Mm-hmm. The idea is to not let the experience and the embodiment just be a once a year thing. What you find there, you get to integrate into yourself that level of freedom, of connection, um, of playfulness and raw authenticity. It's definitely been one of the most transformative experiences of my life and continues to be so year after year, which is why I keep coming back. Um, it's like my New Year's. I mm. go to remember like those best parts of myself and recharge and refill my cup. And I don't think anyone can go to Burning Man without being fundamentally changed. Like even if you're a total, you know, party fuck boy, once you get there and experience the level of interpersonal connectivity and the depth of like soul that exists there, something in you will inevitably shift, and you will walk out of that place, a better human than when you came. Mm-hmm. And the challenge is to really apply it to your life as often as you can, to hold that, that higher frequency of embodiment of your best self and to find the freedom to express yourself and not just you know, knee jerk switch back to the conformity and normalcy that we put on in our regular society, Um, whether it be, you know, the way you interact interpersonally, conversationally, whether it be putting a little more flair in your day-to-day attire, whatever it may be, or just saying yes, you know, people that are super introverted normally will start to crack out of their shells and, and have a little bit more adventure in their stew so to speak and be willing to try new things that otherwise they would have been closed off to um long-winded answer but no no matter who you are it fucking changes you and Mm -hmm. it's a joy to try and remember how big and full you were at burning man and apply that to your day-to-day
0: okay david Mm -hmm
2: yeah I you know like this year for me like liberation is the word that comes to mind for me a lot and in my work with people as a coach and then also like when I'm going out there I'm like okay what areas of my life do I want to like let go of and liberate and open up and let go of like the self-judgments I might have on or or judgments that I've taken on that others have said of me something like that and it, it's so fun to just witness lots and lots of people reflecting mm-hmm. back constantly like their freedom. Um, and mm-hmm. Layla happens to think Mercury as well. Um, apparently the barking dog. <laughs>
0: um, one thing I do want to ask you about is I saw David that you co-founded something called temple. Mm-hmm. And I want to read that, the, the description of it. Cause it's incredible. Um, uh a sacred space for men to come together in true brotherhood to expand nurture and transform their relationships and creativity yes I'll be honest with you is this like a men's rights activist group for people who do acid
2: <laughs> for people who do what
0: for people who do acid like <laughs> i was like oh my god but i want you to tell me a little bit more about that because it sounds really interesting
2: oh thanks yeah um so i live in laguna beach uh in south orange county and um been here for a long time and I just for years and years and years I I saw a lot of um, guys around me including myself who are kind of you know solopreneurs artists guys kind of working on their own a lot and pretty siloed in their lives and didn't have a sense of connection community and you know I think as men we often live in a place where we just kind of think that we've got to like do it all We're, we're sort of like told society wise that we have to do it alone that we're like not badass if we don't like crush it on our own you know that whole kind of feeling and i just think that's total shit and so i um i i had a dream of you know i love dead poet society it was like a huge influence of me when i was a kid and um i was like i want to have a dead poet society you know and so so um uh, about three years ago i was telling a really close friend of mine raya who um is just an amazing guy. I was like, man, I really want to get some guys together and have like a really creative sort of dead poet society. Um, but we do some some inner work and, and like spiritually connect and like help each other out, like really kind of build brotherhood. And what does that look like on a, a practical level? And then also on a you know creative play, spiritual level. And um, so we created Temple and it's, um, it's essentially, a, it's a small group of guys get together. We have um, three meetups a month. One of our meetups, there's, there's Temple Night, which is like our dead poet society where we we cuddle up, we eat healthy, good food, and we talk and we drop in and kind of share what's actually going on in our lives so we can just support each other. Um, and then we'll bring an offering, quote unquote, to Temple. And the offering is a poem, a song, uh, something, an excerpt of a book you've just read, um, or maybe a painting or somebody's a graphic designer and they're like, hey, I just worked on this project. It's something they want to share with the group. Um, sometimes it's Somebody's like, I'm really into cooking. So Steve, Steve Bermucci is a part of Temple and he'd bring his rap game. He'd bring his rap game hard on our creative nights. Um, up. Yeah, yeah. You should hear Steve Bermucci, Bermucci rap. It's actually pretty impressive. He's a great writer um, and hilarious. Uh, and <laughs> shouts to Bermucci. And then, um, and then we have Temple Move, which is a four hour um, day of being in the body. So we do qigong, tai chi, um, breath work, ice baths and sauna hikes um mini workouts we like spend a lot of time just like um doing grounding practices meditation etc um and that's like a really beautiful time and then we have a zoom call once a month which is just like our check-in um with each other and so we do like a three-month program that um brings guys together and each month has a theme and it's 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 really powerful it's a it's like a full embodiment program of of bringing mind body spirit together and and you know really supporting each other and it's beautiful to see guys stay connected even as they come through it and leave you know um and there's other guys who have been apart from day one so it's a it's a you know what's cool
0: normally when guys try to like create you know a brotherhood crew i'm like oh this sounds terrifying (laughs) but this is like the least toxic men the men's community it sounds yeah, like you're yeah. like just dismantling all the stuff that's like traditional manhood and you're like yeah. right, let's just be like feelings people yeah i mean it's just yeah. like
2: nur- it's like we use the word nourishment right like you don't hear the word nourishment around men a lot right it's right. a very like typically like kind of in a feminine energy um to, to use that word bit like you, you do that for guys and guys just go, Oh, their whole nervous system, everything drops. Like, Oh dude, I, ne- I didn't even know I needed this kind of care. I didn't even know I needed like just a little more gentle care. It's not, it's not broism, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it's you just like, but
0: count just like shoots up after one of these things. They're just yeah. like, Oh man, I'm yeah. so nourished. My sperm is crazy. They're swimming all over the place.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. hundred percent scientifically cool. proven. Yeah.
0: I'm that's your new tagline your sperm <laughs> count's gonna go fucking haywire after right. you hang out with right. that yeah that's awesome well that's very yeah cool. thanks I'm for coach, which is very cool so you're mm-hmm. basically you're out there just making everybody's lives better Is i said right? <laughs> so you're just good after. for humanity
2: make my own life better and, and do what i can to help others as well yeah Absolutely.
0: And RA, you are a multi-hyphenate, which I think is actually a prerequisite for being a burner. You're a poet, activist, artist, musician. You're making all these Instagram songs about the fuck it. And, you know, you're out there just like spreading love and artists and joy. That's what I'm getting from you. You're kind of doing it all. That's what, that's what I got. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I see with someone who's like, I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I also have huge biceps.
1: I guess all of these things are true. Uh, yeah, I am a multi hyphenate and I do a lot of it of all of it. Um, I'm really blessed to say that I make my living primarily in film, television, and music. Um, I got my degree in dramatic arts and make most of my money in front of the camera and more and more. So I'm getting paid to write and direct music was my first passion and, you know, more than just Instagram songs, obviously. Um, I've got a full EP that's coming out shortly, and an LP that's already done. And I've, you know, written songs for the TV shows that I've been on, and have had those songs then placed on my shows.
0: Oh, that's uh, cool!
1: Yeah, it's been fun. And I am fun. definitely a poet, um, an avid social justice activist, whether it be, you know, uh, things like. Focusing on voting rights and awareness, or obviously everything attached to BLM. I went to Standing Rock, raised a bunch of money, and brought supplies and was physically present at Standing Rock for a while. I just I want to use every aspect of my being to make the world a better place. And I find that art and creativity is one of the strongest crowbars to bypass the logical mind which is where all of our judgments and all of our programming lives and tap into the heart space, which is where all of our innate connectivity and openness to just love each other lives. Let's go, let's
0: go. Okay, I honestly Son. don't think that I could possibly say anything that could top that. So we're gonna leave it there because that was beautiful, gorgeous, fabulous. You do a lot of everything. So do you, David, you're crushing it at life. Thank you so much. Us, I
1: think this might be like The least vicious uh, And Jab taking podcast you've ever done I think we've got more compliments than any one of your guests I am not you know,
0: I think Steve and I have Like bro- like brother sister vibe Energy like he, he and I Are like we just constantly are make- He's always making fun of me so I'm always <laughs> making fun of him And that's where that comes from I'm not really like mean to people You know I just I don't know
1: we got like a, a disclaimer, like guys, just so you know, I'm gonna like poke lots of fun at you. and well, I, mean, I didn't know how that, I didn't but... know
0: how fragile it would be uh, when it comes to Burning <laughs> Man. I know people are very, very, very defensive about Burning Man, so I didn't know oh. how much I could do. But I, I'm not a mean person. I promise. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just a Jewish American princess. I mean, I can do it. I, I, I'm, I'm. I am who I am, but I, I genuinely thank you guys for your time. I know this was like a last minute thing and you really came through for me. And I really do want to say from the bottom of my on fire, burning man heart thank you for taking the time and for coming to do this because i know it was like it's early you got other shit to do you have songs to write and acting to act and you've got men (laughs) to make less toxic so i know that (laughs) you have a lot going on and i really really truly thank you for your time and for coming Uh, with me so anytime you want to come over i owe you a home-cooked meal how about that (laughs)
2: Um, I'm, I'm available at night sounds right let's go come on over thank you. Thank come, you. You. come on over That's anytime okay. you
0: guys are always invited I love to feed people maybe that'll be my Burning Man tent I just cook for everyone all the time That'd I love amazing. to feed people so you're all, both welcome anytime you want come on over you have a home cooked meal ready for you
1: thanks son. Uh, deal. Sounds thank you
0: so much I really right. appreciate you. it so don't be a stranger be my friend <laughs> thanks guys
1: all. thanks for taking thanks. the time
0: thanks, right. bye guys